Welcome back to Nishant's world. If you are wondering, I am Nishant and I'm excited to get into today's episode. More excited than I have been for any other episode. And you'll see the reason why in a second. Today I'm bringing on my second guest of the year, but the guest that has been here before. Uh, I started my first show with him in freshman year. Uh, we've done hours and hours and hours of talking about sports, uh, saying really stupid things about sports. Uh, somewhat, a few times we said intelligent things about sports, but I could not be more excited to be reunited for today's episode. Uh, and who better a week before the NFL starts to bring on and, and give his predictions and just kind of run it back and do things like we used to. Welcome back, Logan Schwartz. Thank you, Nishal. I'm so excited to be back. Um, I'm sure you're going to hear some of our same uh, shenanigans that we have been saying the first two years we were here, but uh, I'm excited to get into the predictions. And I'm like I said, I'm sure you're going to hear some of the same stuff that you heard, some of the same nicknames and things. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let, let's get into. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, for for those of you who who don't know, we we had a show, obviously as alluded to, coast to coast, um, and as we will we'll go on and describe today, uh, a lot of the same storylines, like you said. I'm sure we'll pop back up. I'm personally excited for your takes on the Ravens this year, uh, as you know why. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, first, first story I kind of want to go go into is uh, yesterday, uh, Cam Newton uh, was released for, uh, by the Patriots. And I, I, I'm not going to say I was surprised that they went with Mac Jones as the starter, but it, the release was, was a little bit out of nowhere. Um yeah, so I agree with you. I'm not surprised about the Mac Jones starting. I'm not surprised by the cut, and I think it's mostly because of the salary reasons. Mm. Um, I think if the Patriots had unlimited money, they would keep Cam as the backup um, because someone else is going to bring Cam in, at least to compete. Um, I know we talked earlier before the show, and we'll talk a little bit about maybe a Washington re- reunion with uh, Ron Rivera. They're kind of a quarterback-needy team. They've got a bunch of guys who I think are pretty bad for a starting quarterback, and Fitzpatrick is who they named the starter. Um, but, but yeah, I'm not shocked. Um, I know Mac Jones is a polarizing character for NFL fans. So I know a lot of people are going to be interested to see how he does. I know you're not as high on Mac Jones as me. I know he plays two a week one, which is going to be really cool, um, to watch. I think for a lot of us, especially those of us who don't like Alabama. Yeah. I mean, and as you know, Logan, it's hard for me to root for anyone or think anyone is good with the last name Jones these days. Uh, save maybe Julio, but I, I think, uh, yeah, after that wound last year with, with Ohio state, we'll definitely be looking forward for at least one Alabama quarterback will lose. I mean, on, on a positive note, there we go. And, and I don't think any Ohio state quarterbacks are starting week one. Um, obviously Dwayne's the backup in Pittsburgh and for now, Justin Fields is the quote unquote backup in Chicago. Um, uh, the, the Bears, the way they've been treating that, uh, reminds me of, uh, you remember when Josh Rosen was uh, on the Cardinals and the, with all the trade rumors and stuff happening there, and they and they tweeted out, sorry, but Josh is our guy. Yeah. That kind of reminds it, me of the Andy it, Dalton stuff right and, now. And the thing with, not to jump, I guess, from the Patriots, but with the Bears is that coach isn't really like in a comfortable position where he's going to sit around and watch Dalton like start two and three this season and be like, yeah, I'm going to keep playing Andy Dalton. Like, if Fields has really been as good as he's been in preseason, which I assume he has in practice, and that's what all the reports are, can't really envision a Bears team who maybe is a playoff team with the expanded playoffs now, um, the seven team, obviously. I, I could see the Bears sneaking in if they play well. They have a good defense. They've got a pretty decent, you know, skill position group. I I, I don't know if you agree with that, but I, I could definitely see a Bears team if they get good quarterback play from Dalton or Foles or 
fields, whoever it is. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, and I think it's going to be a situation, I think a little bit like the a few years ago, the Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield situation yeah. in Cleveland, where, you know, Tyrod was getting, and, and that was a struggling team, but, you know, they were getting close to wins against really good teams. Which, and they might with Dalton. Yeah. And, and that's not... Like, and that makes it harder. And, and that's, yeah. that's the thing is, right? You're going to get a team that's carried by a pretty good, at least above average, if not top 10 defense. And and you're going to go, well, we're winning games, but Andy Dalton stinks. And, mm-hmm. and and we I think we kind of all know now Andy Dalton's a below average starting quarterback. He's a starter, but he's definitely below average. And, and Fields, at least from what we've seen, granted against backups, looks like he very much could be more than that. So yeah, I mean, and and especially in, in the league where, like you said, like we're saying, I know Mac Jones is starting. Um, and, There's and- a lot of bad starters this year. You look at, and most of them are younger, but Fitzpatrick is starting again. You know, Jalen Hurts, I don't think many people think was that great last season. Yeah. Mac Jones. Um, there's a lot of guys who are kind of like... Isn't yeah. Wentz also starting in Indy? He's hurt. Oh, I think he got placed on the COVID list. He, so he hurt it? his foot. Oh, okay. And it was apparently an injury he had in Philly. And it got re-aggravated. Oh, so that's that's a whole nother story. For those of you who don't know, I'm an Eagles fan. So I have a whole Wentz-Jalen Hurts story for later that we can save when we talk about the NFC uh, least. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, I think, you know, the league in general is becoming a lot less weight to start your rookie quarterback. It's a lot more nowadays, throw him into the fire. It's just a strategy that works. Especially if you're not trying to win now. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, most teams with rookie quarterbacks are not in a, uh, even if they think they might sneak into the playoffs, let's be honest, if the Bears make the playoffs, nobody thinks they're doing anything. Yeah. Right? They don't have that full roster yet. And then you look at teams like Philly, where we're throwing Hurts into the fire, Mm -hmm. a team like... uh, New England, maybe is a playoff team, maybe. Um, but same deal as Chicago. They're not going to beat the Bills, the Titans, the Chiefs of the AFC. There's some exceptions, but yeah, overall, I think it's throw them into the fire and, you know, maybe that helps their development getting more snaps in regular season games. So Yeah, uh, and I think the the second part of the story is really where this leaves Cam. And, and more so, I want to talk about what his legacy is going to be because it's odd. It's very puzzling right so, now. So there's a couple guys like Cam, and some of them were injury-related, and some of them were just play went downhill, but they feel like they had like one or two really, really good seasons, and then you're like, what happened? And the, the couple that come to mind just off the top of my head are Wentz, RG3, mm-hmm. Cam Newton. Um, I wouldn't put Luck in that category because I feel like he was so good when he played, and he just retired early. Um, but But... You know, where do you evaluate a guy like Wentz when they're done? And the issue is now they're going on like almost 30. Cam's a little older. Yeah. But like, what do you do with them now? Yeah, I think with with Cam, it's really tough because if you map it out from the start of his career, he was immediately good as the first overall pick. And coming from from a guy that, you know, eventually progressed exactly how he should have got better and better every year, won the MVP in 2015, made the Super Bowl. And I think people also kind of, uh, minimize what happened after that because Cam had a couple good years after the MVP. That year. is the thing with Wentz. Wentz, we won the Super Bowl, obviously with Foles. Mm-hmm. Immediately, Wentz came back, never could stay healthy, never yeah. the same, right? Cam, and same with RG3. Great rookie year, tears his ACL, comes back, never the same. Yeah. It, it had a, at least for a couple years, he felt like at least an above average starter. Yeah. I wouldn't say he was like that top five guy. Yeah, but he, he wasn't was, the MVP anymore, but... You know, think... Um, I don't want to use Stafford as an example because everyone gets mad when you use Stafford. Think like Matt Ryan, 
Like he had that one really good year several years ago when they made the Super Bowl. And he's still like a borderline top 10 guy most years. But you're like, what do I do now? Yeah, I think the the drop off to like... And then so after when, Rivera, it was just... Yeah, it I was mean... nothing there. Well, yeah, when he got into the year after the Super Bowl, he wasn't that good. But then, but then you know, 2017 had a great season, 2020. And, and then uh, 2018... I think was the point that I mark as the drop off was I remember it exactly. We it was freshman year. I, I believe we were doing the show at this point, um, and uh, it was a Thursday night game against the Steelers, and he got absolutely whacked by T.J. Watt, uh, and and that was sort of the the injury that I felt as if after that because he was having an incredible year up to that point. We were talking about like dark horse contenders, if you remember, yeah, and the Panthers were up there because. Cam was just playing out of his mind and he was playing accurately. He wasn't using his legs to do it. He was, um, and so it was really disappointing that moment. And then after that, it's, it's just all been, yeah, new tank. And yeah, so I'll always remember that Thursday night game walking on high street, uh, checking the updates and stuff and just be like, man, it, it, it's tough for Cam. I think this is the beginning of the end, like the end, the end. Yeah. Like I, I understand the downhill people were like, he's going to have a chance in New England. This feels like the beginning of the end because, like, he's not going to be able to go anywhere the rest of his career and be with no questions asked, the no, starter, no yeah. quarterback competition, a starting quarterback. Even if he goes to a, a situation similar to Washington right now, he's going to have to compete with a young guy and, he, and he's going to have to do what Andy Dalton's doing in Chicago and legitimately, or maybe not legitimately, beat out beat out a younger guy and then prove his worth. Mm-hmm. Cam's never the guy where you're going to sign him and be like, yep, that's our quarterback. It's just not going to happen anymore, I don't think. Yeah. Well, you know, in in transitioning, and it's unfortunate, but uh, it, to 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 kind of give Cam uh, one last parting gift. You want to talk about the NFC South first? Just get into the yeah. So let's get I, into the Panthers. I think I think the the Panthers are bad. I don't really know how to how to phrase that. Um, I have I have a hot take about this. So my question is, where does their offense come from besides McCaffrey? Because I don't know what you think of their quarterback. I don't I don't love their receivers. I don't love their. I don't even know what their quarterback situation is. Who did they end up keeping? Do they have Bridgewater? So no, they have they have Sam Darnold uh, now, and and so this is this is this is the thing. This is my hot take of the day. I feel wait, like. Darnold's their starter. Yeah, I think oh, I think Darnold mm-hmm. might be good this year. I think Darnold could be good this year. And the reason why is because you know when Darnold was picked up by the Jets, obviously or picked up when he was drafted by the Jets, um, there was obviously like you know this knowledge that the jets were not good but if you're a top pick like that there's a lot of pressure there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of stuff you kind of have to and he for the most part on the jets he wasn't terrible he wasn't good but he wasn't nobody around him either yeah there was no like clear bust and i mean robbie anderson was the most well-known receiver that he had that entire time and there was just no no running. There was a little bit of O line, and that was about Powell, it. I believe, was one they of the got running backs. The whole um, not McCoy, Le'Veon Bell situation, and yeah, that that was a whole huge just no no. And and so at the point now, Darnold being having the starting role, the Panthers do not have a great roster, but they have McCaffrey. But they have McCaffrey, and which d- is huge. If McCaffrey, I will and say, if McCaffrey stays healthy. And they do have a couple decent receivers. I was about to say DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. This they, is if they can stay healthy, I could see that offense being a system where they run a lot of slants, a lot of checkdowns to McCaffrey, a, a lot of very simple, very quarterback and friendly. Speak, speak of Robbie Anderson, by the way, they also have Robbie Anderson. Like a lot, but but a lot of quarterback friendly things. Um, 
And because they're playing in the NFC South, which outside of the Bucs, I don't really think the defenses, especially the front sevens in the NFC South, are going to be a huge issue for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could see that. I, I think they're better than the Falcons by a good amount. Um, the, the Falcons are maybe the worst team in the NFC. Um, definitely a debate to be had for them and a couple other teams come to mind. Um, but yeah, I, I could see the Panthers being, you know, in a 17 game schedule now, six win team, you know, maybe Darnold with some more pieces going forward and uh, that defense has to rebuild. Yeah. I mean, they've got a lot to do still, but I mean, yeah, once kind of the Keekly Thomas Davis era faded away, it, it's, it's, it's a tough scene. Um, but yeah, I do think that the, the Panthers are, Kind of, I think my 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 dark horse to be not a division champion or not to do anything in the playoffs, but to be to be a wild card. I think they I have. I mean, we got to keep chance. in mind in the NFC this year, seven teams, nine wins gives you a chance, ten, and you're no questions asked. You're in. Yeah, and and it'll depend a lot on how if the NFC East can try and give two teams or not, because I think most people think the West is going to get three. Most people think the North has at least two. I think most people, and mm-hmm. then it's going to kind of depend on what the NFC East can offer there. In terms of that, you know, second team, if Dallas and Washington can both make it or not. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that, that that's a reasonable thing. It's it's very iffy, but yeah, I'm I'm I'm, not, I'm optimistic about Darnold. I'm looking forward to seeing him play with like actual. I don't dislike Darnold. I'd like to see him do well. I just it's really hard after all those Jets years to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, Sam Darnold's gonna put up a good season this year. It's just hard for me to believe, but I, we also know the Jets tend to have issues. So yeah, uh, okay. Let's talk about the uh, the Saints. I think we're both decently optimistic about yeah, the Saints. Yeah, I, I think obviously the hurricane hit New Orleans this past week, and and hopefully you know everyone in the organization, everyone in New Orleans can recover from that. But mm-hmm. they're they're the long story short from the NFL standpoint is they're not going to play at home at least for the first month of the season. So I think the league announced today their first game is going to be in Jacksonville, and they're training for now in Texas. Um, so I think we kind of both agree not being able to play games in New Orleans is a big disadvantage for the Saints. That's mm-hmm. a tough place to play outside of like Seattle. And Kansas City, that might be the toughest place to play in the league. Um, but I think we kind of both agree, Jameis, with that offense and not having Michael Thomas the first couple weeks. So I think if the Saints can get through September between the no home games, between no Michael Thomas, if they can make it to like mid-October, like week seven-ish, and be like 500, that's a playoff team for sure. No doubt. Jameis will be okay. They'll have pieces. They got Kamara. They got Michael Thomas. Whatever they decide to do with Taysom Hill, who knows? <laughs> um, but But I think that's a team that, you know, they've had the pieces. It wasn't just the Drew Brees show like it was in other places with other quarterbacks, I think, in the past near the tail end. I don't think that was this at all. So I think the Saints should be decent. I still have the Bucks winning the division. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Saints, you know, to me, 10 wins doesn't seem unreasonable. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to go out there on a limb and say, I think, obviously, with the caveat of this really tough start uh, with this situation, you know, it reminds me of the uh, when the New Orleans Hornets and, and the NBA had to play in uh, the worst city in the entire world, Oklahoma City, for a while uh, because of a similar situation, uh, and which inevitably led to that city unfairly getting an NBA team. But we can get back to that later. <laughs> so we we can we we go to that and it reminds me of that situation. And I think it definitely does depend how easy it is for them to travel. All that's going to take a toll. So the start to the season aside, I think all things equal, I would say I would actually pick the Saints to win the division. I think they have. The I, I think they have them and the Bucks. Obviously, it's a toss up between them, but they have an extremely well constructed roster. And people make the LASIK jokes about how Jameis fixed his eyesight, but it really does look like that. He, I, I think Jameis has a chance 
and I don't, I'm not, I'm not a Jameis lover. I'm, I'm a big Jameis has no control over where he throws the ball type of guy. Mm-hmm. But I think Jameis at, at, at top end potential, and he's in a system that could lead to top end potential, right? Sean Payton is a really good coach. Yeah. He knows how to call plays for his system. He could be an average quarterback. I, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say average. I, I know for some people you're like, well, Jameis throws this many touches. Yeah, he's got to knock down the interceptions. Mm-hmm. We, we all know what the problem is. Yeah. If Jameis can not throw interceptions, they could definitely win the division. I, I don't see it happening. That tough start, I think, is going to be... a big if, yeah. It's going to be too much. I think Michael Thomas is a bigger loss than not playing at home. Yeah. Um, And, and I haven't looked exactly game for game at their schedule, but if they have a front-loaded schedule where they got to play the Bucks once, if they got to play, you know... Yeah, I mean, they start they start off against the Packers, I believe, so... That's that's, that's a guaranteed loss right there. So, pro- in, at least for me, I think the Packers... Are, we'll talk about the Packers, but I think they're really good. Um, But, but yeah, I, I think the Saints are a team to watch for sure. Yeah. No, I think if if uh, if if Lasik Jameis can can cut down the uh, the picks, then they do have a very good chance. I, I would pick them right now, and and like you said, the Michael Thomas thing is probably the biggest weighing in my mind. Uh, but I think they have a good enough roster to overcome it. Hopefully, we'll see. And uh, yeah, just talking about those Bucks. Um, obviously they won the Super Bowl last year. We all know the story with Brady. His team starts slow. They always start slow. He did in New England. He did in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. They brought back every starter, I think, on the roster, From I think is what I kept reading. They're old. They're not a young roster. Let's make that clear. An extra game is not good for the Bucs. An extra year is not good for the Bucs. I still think they win the division. I do think they're going to struggle. I do think there's going to be points in the season. People are going to be like, it's the same Brady story we hear every year. Yeah. Is Brady done? Is he washed? Is you know? Is it time for him to retire? Blah, 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 blah. And I think we are going to start seeing a a downward trend from Brady. And I say trend and not like ski slope. Of the cliff. Right. He's not, he's not, you know, and I love Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, the last couple of years in Denver was, was a cliff. Yeah. And, and he was built around a defense by Von Miller and all them. I don't think we're quite there with Brady, but this might be the last season where we're like, okay, Brady can still really compete at that level. And then we're going to start seeing the cliff. And I think the way Brady is, he's going to call it at that point. He doesn't want to do what Peyton did and go down that cliff. I think he's got a little bit too big of a, um, I've accomplished all this stuff and I'm who I am and I don't blame him for that. But yeah, the long story short with the Bucs is that the extra year, their receivers are really good. That's their strength. You've got Evans, you've got Godwin. Um, I forget their tight end's name, but he's normally really solid. Oh, they have Gronk still, I assume. Yeah. Um, and their actual tight end, their starting tight end is really good also. They're Cameron Brait. Yeah, Brait. Um, and they've got running back options. They've got their O-line's a little suspect at times, and they've got a pretty solid defense. So it's it's a good roster. It's, like I said, an older roster. That team's going to fall quickly when Brady retires because they're all going to leave and retire. Um, but look, it's Bruce Arians. He knows what the window is. Once Brady leaves, I think Arians is going to be two feet behind him out the door. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Bucks. we kind of know what we're getting there, I feel like, assuming they can stay healthy. Yeah, I would pretty much agree with that sentiment. I, I feel like Brady is right now in a position where is he getting supported by the defense? Yes, I, I think it's a very big luxury that he has, but he's not getting exactly carried yet. There was there was a carry with Peyton. Yeah, for sure. there's not. Yeah, they're not winning in spite of him yet, um, which I think I would agree with you also that Brady is and he said, you know, when I'm holding my team back, I'm going to call it quits. And that's a fair that's a that's a fair assumption to say He's that I, I believe. Forty three yeah. is that right? I mean, look, nobody else ever has been doing this at forty three at the level he does it at. 
Um, there's a reason he's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, I do think when he gets to that point, I, I agree. He's just, that, that'll that be it for him. He's not the type of guy to play at least 46 just because he can and somebody will use him. So, because in all honesty, there are teams who will sign Tom Brady to play quarterback until he's 46, 47. There, there are teams that will sign Tom Brady to just get people to notice their team. Well, by yeah. jersey, um, in all seriousness, by jersey, show up to mm-hmm. games. I mean, there are teams who will do that, and I don't, I'm not blaming teams for doing that, but I don't think Brady's the type of guy to let that happen. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. No, I definitely think it it that it's a it's a good assumption to make that uh, that this that, could that be this the could, last year. Yeah. So I mean, you know, as 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 we always say, and enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, yeah. The Falcons. I don't think we have to talk that much about the Falcons. I they're like they're, I said, they're really bad. They yeah. they're in full rebuild, and With the Julio leaving thing. What is the point where I was like, look, I mean, Julio's older. I get it from the Falcons standpoint. Um, they're, they're a mess. They need to draft a quarterback mm-hmm. soon. Um, if not this draft, when they're picking in the top, I would imagine top five, if not top 10 at worst. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be this draft because I don't think Matt Ryan is, I mean, it's very obvious. Matt Ryan's not a long-term solution anymore. So yeah. All right. Uh, let's, let's AFC South. So for, for NFC South. NFC South. I was moving along to the AFC South, but for the NFC South, um, okay, Saints, and you have the I've got Bucks, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons in that order. Yeah, I think I have. I think I'd have Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. I'll have to think about who my seven NFC teams are. I haven't thought through the wild cards quite yet. Yep. Uh, Yeah, but AFC South um, transitioning because of Julio Jones. Uh, the Titans, I think, I think are. I I would have them winning the division easily. Um, I think they they've been really strong lately unless the quarterback situation changes in houston which i don't really think anyone expects it to anytime soon based off what we know yeah um I, yeah i kind of think this is the titans to lose the the colts um although i think they're a decent team the uncertainty at quarterback with wentz and that situation and just i i don't think i think the colts are okay um the the texans are gonna struggle and yeah. the, the jaguars are in year one of a two or three year rebuild. So yeah, I, I would kind of agree with that sentiment. You know, the Jags are going to be an interesting experiment. They're going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, with I, Urban. Urban, too. I think most people at Ohio State agree. Urban was a risk and an experiment to take on as a coach of mm-hmm. a team that's rebuilding. Um, and I'm not, I'm personally not a big buyer of Urban in the NFL. Um, I hope he does well. And I, I think he could, but he's not necessarily someone that like, in college especially he he does does coach defense mm-hmm. but he didn't in college he didn't call plays on either side of the ball for people who don't know that so i'm kind of interested to see how that dynamic works obviously lawrence is kind of their their messiah in jacksonville yeah. and hopefully they're hoping he's the guy and they can start building around him but they've got a long way to go so i i think though it helps them they're not in a great division overall so we'll see yeah no i i would agree i think they'll be like you said, they'll be interesting to watch. They'll get the games. They'll get they'll get a few games on national. Um, they'll probably have. A there's very no high... there's no London games this year, right? Because of everything. I don't think so. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. The ja- the London Jags. That's why I asked because of the Jags yeah. in London. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I, I would I would think the Titans. I mean, Derrick Henry has proven in a league where they don't care about running backs anymore that a running back can still dominate. And I know you're not a big Tannehill guy, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 neutral. Tannehill's, 
I feel like the people who didn't like Tannehill have to start admitting he's like, oh, he's he's he's, he's a he's, good fit. he's get he's, yeah. he's a good fit there. He's definitely a system quarterback. I know people don't like that term, mm-hmm. but but Tannehill is your very stereotypical system quarterback. But we've proven system quarterbacks can win and can make Super Bowls and yeah. like so. I think and he has the pieces. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They've got everything around him. So I mean, yeah, when Julio Jones is debatably, you know, not there's a debate whether he's the best receiver on the team. Then you're like. Because, you know, A.J. Brown's coming into his own. Um, they've just got a, a lot of luxury in, in terms of uh, weapons. So I, I would give them the edge. They're solid defense, too. Um, yeah, I, I think we both agree on that. Okay, moving to the... You want to talk about the NFC West? NFC West, sure. So the NFC West, I feel like, is... I think this is the toughest... This is the toughest... Not only is it the toughest division in football, but I think it's the toughest division to predict what... In fact, I think they'll all be good. They'll all be decent. In terms of you could pick any of the four teams. Exactly. At least this season. I, I would say that NFC East year in, year out, good luck predicting it yeah. because it's it's a guessing game. But in terms of like any of the four, this feels like the one, and I think we kind of both agree, maybe the Cardinals are a slight step below those mm-hmm. top three just because of some unprovenness on that roster and stuff. Um, but yeah, I have, I'll, I'll come out and say it, I guess. I have the Niners winning the division. Mm-hmm. I actually have the Rams finishing second, and I've got the Seahawks in third. Um, those top two will definitely make the playoffs. The Seahawks kind of are going to go in that boat with like the Saints for me of like probably in the playoffs, but we'll have to wait and see type of thing. So yeah, I think with the top the those three teams, you know, as we said, that, and I think the Cardinals, you know, they're getting there. But I think this offseason, you know, people are freaking out about you know the JJ Watt, AJ Green stuff. But I think those were, if anything, a little bit of like a PR. <laughs> Um, PRs like I don't know if JJ Watt can even stay healthy for a season anymore. Uh, AJ Green, first of all, similar injury concerns. Second of all, it's hard old. to believe AJ Green's re- still playing. He's basically replacing Larry Fitzgerald as like the old dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Grandpa Green, we'll see how he uh, he does this season. And but yeah, I would agree. The Cardinals are a little bit of a step back, even with you know Murray and De- they have so many well known names. But I think that might be uh, they they're going to be held back by coaching as well with Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if he's that guy. And but they've underperformed a couple times yeah. now under him. And, and because when you look on paper, that team looks like a playoff team. Yeah. Even even when you consider older players, oh yeah, like they look like a playoff team on paper. They're the Lakers of the NFL. Like, like and I don't well somewhat yeah with the age factor and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Um. But I don't, I don't think anyone thinks they're a playoff team, right? I mean, granted, tough schedule, I get it, tough division, but yeah, I don't, I don't know about the Cardinals. They're they're a team that feels to me like they could badly underperform and quickly get a coach fired. And at the same time, I'm like, well, if they perform, they could win nine or ten games. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I think the Cardinals. I think we agree are probably going to be last. Um, it's going to be a physical pain to say this. I have the Rams winning the 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 division. I Matthew Stafford stat padding his way to the division. Yeah, I the reason I think that is because the Rams have been really good with Jared Gosling at quarterback. You you, you are still on the Jared Goff hate train. Yep, Jared Gosling. He belongs in Hollywood, not the NFL. But he was so terrible, and they still beat us to in the second round to get to the second round of the playoffs with him and what, what Jeff was it Jeff Driscoll. Was, it, was that the other guy or was it some other I, random I forget. Guy? Some random. They were they were rocking some weird rosters <laughs> oh for a God. while. And 
on a bum Sean, thumb. Sean McVay, he's like doing the most with the least. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think the upgrade to... I don't, I don't think people are talking enough about what, how much of an upgrade going people from People love hating on Stafford. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a huge Stafford guy, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Stafford is, at least was, maybe not is, a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. A lot of years a top 5 quarterback. He, I, I think, and especially, he, he put up those numbers in Detroit, which had defensive coach after defensive coach after defensive coach. His entire career, basically. They couldn't run the ball. Yeah. And they couldn't run the ball. And so... He's going from that and putting up those numbers in that, if you can even call it a system in Detroit, to probably the best offensive system in the NFL. And he's coming there. He's going to have McVay. And uh, he, I mean, he has all the weapons. He, it's, it hurts. It really hurts. Um, I'm terrified of the Rams. I, I think they're going to win the division. What about I, their defense? What do you think in there? Yeah, and I haven't even mentioned that they have a really good defense still. And they have supposedly the second best player in the NFL, which, by the way, I, I think I get that the NFL top 100 list tries to like equalize. Donald was second. He was second behind I, Mahomes. Yeah, I think I get that, that they seems try like to, a reach. Yeah, I think they try to they they try they to equalize to it by position. There. Yeah, but every year Aaron Donald just climbs higher and higher and higher, and people are you know. I, I, I have to find a different phrase for this. I can't say that on radio, but people people are loving him a bit too hard. Um, and I think that... Who would you put second? In, in the league? Yeah. Pro- probably Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it... Seems fair still, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I, and it, especially because, you know, coming off an MVP season... I'm okay putting Derrick Henry that. second. Yeah, Derrick Henry I would also be fine with. Because you can see the... The thing is... Aaron Donald is a defensive tackle, and it sucks, but he's a defensive tackle. There's only so much he can do, realistically, and I think that he's going to be a great piece for them to... And to... by far the best defensive tackle in the league, oh, not yeah. close. Uh, not close. Maybe the best defender in the league, yeah. depending on who you talk to. Absolutely. I think there's a chance, you know, Jalen Ramsey, they also have Jalen Ramsey, by the way. Older, but yeah. But he's still he's still a shutdown corner. And... For sure. And so the Rams just have again. I keep saying using this word like abundance of luxury, but like they they're they're stacked. And the, and to to add Stafford there in place of what I thought was their only weakness. I mean, you know, coming from the perspective of somebody that's watching Seahawks Rams game, I always have confidence that Jared Gosling will at least screw up a I couple times. I will say I don't know a lot about their O line, um, and, and obviously you only have so much money to go around. And I know there's a lot of money at several other positions on the field. I know they don't have a lot at running back because they've unloaded their previous running backs but their o-line and i'm trying to remember it but it it seemed from what i remember kind of a little bit suspect at times and that's it used to be an issue because other teams in that division had such good d lines i don't know that that's necessarily the case anymore the thing is they still have andrew whitworth but i just had to double check because he's getting old now but he's still solid he's still he's still one of the best tackles in the league it looks and you know uh they, they they have their their offensive line, I don't see it being enough of a weakness to hold them it's, back. It's that much. probably their biggest weakness, but yeah. not like yeah. The, the problem is, you know, I was I was saying like it, taking out the one guaranteed this guy will screw up, yeah, and putting a guy that might not screw up is is terrifying aver- to me. E- even if Stafford is average, yeah, is probably enough. To- average gets them to the NFC Championship. That's that's yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's 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 terrifying, and yeah. So but, but with the whole Aaron Donald thing, like. 
<laughs> you should have seen, you should look this up on Twitter after. I, I'm sure you'll agree with me. But like, look at how people are going ham. They're going, like, Aaron Donald might be the best defender of all time. People like, love people doing get, this after a couple seasons. Yeah. And do you remember the same thing with, with the whole Khalil Mack a few years ago? With the same Mack. thing, Von Miller. Yeah, same every, thing a everyone. couple years ago. It's especially defenders. Mm-hmm. TJ Watt's about to get it. Yep. Just wait. I, I know he's just he wait. got voted in the top 10 this year. so Which is great. Yeah. I, I like TJ Watt. I think he's really, really good. Top 10, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think... Uh, what do you think about the Niners? Okay, yeah. So go, going forward, I have the Rams first. And then second, it depends, but I'll talk about the Niners first, I guess. The Niners, I mean, they still have they, they still have an incredible D-line. I mean, they're and they're healthy this year, which is also scary. I mean, Nick Bosa, we both watched... I forgot. I, f- I keep forgetting they have Bosa because yeah. he was hurt. Yeah. So Nick Bosa, we both watched him our freshman year at Ohio State. There I've was the never... one game, I forget which one it was, where he had like four sacks yeah. or something. I've never seen from day one in person. I think he was better otherwise. than Chase Young in college. I, I agree. I think, I think. Not saying he's better in the pros, mm-hmm. but he was better in college. Yeah, no, I've, I've never seen a defender take over a game like that. From the first game that we saw against what Oregon State or whatever, but they weren't good. But the point being, every other play was just Bosa does this, Bosa does that. And part and, of yeah. I think that was Chase Young did get doubled a lot in college, mm-hmm. and I don't think Bosa did as much. I forget who was on the other side of our line that year, but someone else was very good and ended up going pro. And so they, he didn't get doubled nearly as much. But but that's the issue with these good outside ends is if you don't double a Chase Young, a, a Bo, either of the Bosas, um, you know any of these top defensive ends. They just get past the guys. They they're too good for left and right tackles, especially with all the holding they call now and all the other stuff. You you just can't stop them. Um, and, and that's the problem is you know with you're talking about doubling in the 49ers defensive line. They're, you, they, who do you double? Four, don't they have four first round? They have four first round picks, I believe. Um, or on their on on their D line. Uh, I think it's them in Washington. Is DeForest Buckner still around? Uh, hang on, I'm pulling up the. I mean, they have. I mean, D Ford's playing second string right now. Um, they, 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 they have uh, Fred Warner, even though he's not D line, but Fred Warner has been really, really good recently. I mean, obviously you have Bosa. I mean, it's it's uh, Michael Kendricks, who's a name people recognize as playing third that, string. He used to be good. Yeah, I mean, DJ Jones. Uh, I mean, it's it's a lot, and the question mark there is quarterback. Yeah, no, I I would agree. They're in a position now, which I think we're just talking about them. They're similar to where the Rams were, where at least we know Jimmy G might have it. Yeah, <laughs> at least it's a maybe. I think Jimmy G, and then obviously they have Trey Lance. I don't know if that's and you know on the, I don't think I think Lance is actually going to get the red shirt year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he needs the red shirt year. Um, I think he went very high for. I, I, he might be really good. But I, I think what you've seen from a lot of these guys who have come from the FCS schools at quarterback is year two is the year for them. Yep. Wentz was good his rookie year, but his second year was the, the MVP year. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've seen this with a couple other of the smaller school guys. They tend to do a lot better that second year. So Josh I, Allen. Right. So I, I think if Ugh. if he gets the red shirt year this year behind Jimmy G, Jimmy G, we all know is serviceable. Um, unless they're like losing a ton of games, I think he'll get that year, and th- and that might be best for them than now. Yeah, they still have George Kittle. They they still have uh, they probably have the best fullback in the league, if that's anything. Um, and they 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 still have their wide receivers are good. I mean, they have they got Trey Sermon, who we both know is really really good. He could be good. We'll see. Yeah, and um, 
Yep, they they just have they they just have a lot. Their offensive line looks looks really good as well. So I think they'll also be good. The reason I said why it depends is because the I've been writing down specific people that I think are going to make a huge difference for specific teams. And for the Seahawks, I think there's two guys that are going to really matter. First one is a player they just traded for, Sidney Jones. He they got him from Jacksonville. Uh, originally in Philly. Uh, yep, originally in Philly, and before that, he played. A, uh, I believe he played at UW, and so he he's a bit of a you know risk you know kind of at this point he's, in his career. He's got for those of you who don't know injury history, mm-hmm. bad injury history, like ACLs at least once and knee issues and all kinds of stuff. He gets burned or he shuts you down. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. And in the games he gets burned, he gets burned bad. Yeah. Like when you hear about guys getting like 180 yards, it's on corners like Sidney Jones who are just getting burned. And then the next game, he'll shut down, you know, just a stud receiver. And you are you have no idea why. So, like, yeah, I agree with you. The top end, if he can stay healthy and not get burned for big games, is there. At the same time, he might be hurt by week three, and it won't matter. Yeah. So the, that's a make or break. Yeah, the thing the thing with the, the, the Seahawks in that regard is you have – you lost Shaquille Griffin. So what, what what's realistically going to happen from a, you know – cornerback perspective is and and just making sure i have this right but from a cornerback perspective basically what's going to happen is dj reed's probably going to be the starter because dj reed had an incredible year last year he's solid absolutely great acquisition from from the niners uh and you have you know you're going to put you're probably going to put this new acquisition there and so what it's going to come down to is kendall's third fourth guys you know i don't know if trey flowers is going to stay on um but from a safety perspective, you have the, the they have I think they have the best safety squad in the league. I mean, you have Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs as the starters, Marquise Blair and Ryan Neal, who are both going to backing up, and Ugo Amadi is currently listed as the third free safety. And Ugo Amadi is decent, so you have that. the The linebackers losing, uh, sorry, my bad, losing KJ Wright hurts, uh, and. But you still have Bobby Wagner, Jordan Brooks. You have a young guy. You have Cody Barton, who's who's, who's a young guy who can really get it done. Um, and then for, from a D-line perspective, it's an unknown. We'll see what happens with the D-line. They have names. Let's see if they contribute. They got a lot better in the second half of the season last year. But that's the first name. The second name, Shane Waldron, the new, offen- the, the new offensive coordinator we got from the Rams. Their offense has been a problem. Yeah. There's nobody around Russell Wilson. And and it's been the receiver's name who I'm blanking on. DK, DK Metcalf. It's literally DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson. And here's the issue. DK, and I would say Tyler Lockett has also been. You put Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf. You're playing, you know, the Rams. Now what, what is they Se- did. Now what does Seattle do? It's what they did last time. And, yeah. and the, the problem is, at least to date, Seattle doesn't have a plan for when that happens. The, the plan is keep feeding it to DK Metcalf and hope for the best. They... They've usually been what what happened, especially with the Rams, is they usually been DK Metcalf. If if not DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett's gonna be open somewhere. And the problem with that strategy against the Rams last year was that towards the end of the season, Tyler Lockett was a little banged up, and he didn't have that same go route or or that same you know deep cross that was just always available to be in the first part of the season. And so then when that once that happens, you're gonna have to go through your progressions as Russell Wilson. By the Danger's time you do not that, there. the by the time you do that, I mean Aaron Donald's on top of you. Because for some reason they decide to single block Aaron Donald. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the other the other thing is can this scheme take the best parts of both halves of the season last year? The first half, when the offense looked like the greatest offense uh, at, in, in the league, and Russell Wilson was the MVP and all that stuff. And then can you take 
the defense from the second half when the offense cooled down and have both those parts work at the same time. If that happens, then I think the Seahawks finish second, have a ch- outside shot at first. I, I think it could be a long season for the Seahawks. I I envision just like we've talked about for a little bit here, that division, that schedule, I, I think it's going to be a long season potentially in Seattle. And And I wonder, Pete Carroll's not young anymore. Nobody's forcing Pete Carroll out of Seattle. That's yeah. not happening. But at what point does Pete Carroll start thinking this might be it for me? I don't think it's this season, but I don't think we're that far away. And for Seattle fans, that's a scary thought because replacing Pete Carroll is going to be a tough task. I, I think with with Pete Carroll, the other thing is, is this the year that he not gives Russell Wilson the reins, but stops kind of pulling the reins back when when might adver- have to with the rest of the roster when adversity hits you know because last season i mean like five weeks in perfect then one game a little bit of adversity a few picks and then they just yanked the reins back yeah and changed the entire scheme and that's really what doomed them and so yeah i mean we'll see i i guess it's a contract division yeah i have the rams winning that one um and i think i think realistically they'll send three teams to the playoffs I think just the schedule might do them in, and we'll talk about the NFC East here in a second. But, but that's that's kind of the difference between some of these NFC teams is, and and I th- I think I've decided on my wild card teams while we're sitting here. I, I have the Rams, the Saints, and then I think I'm gonna put Washington in that last wild card spot, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about why I think Washington makes that spot. But I think just that schedule is gonna do Seattle and Arizona in personally. We'll see though; it should be interesting. Yeah, let, let's go to the let's go to the East. Yeah, so I'm an Eagles fan. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's going to be a long year in New York and Philadelphia for those fans. Um, I'll say at least the Eagles have a new coach mm-hmm. and something to look forward to there um, because that's about all I'm really excited about. I'm not a big Jalen Hurts guy. I think Jalen Hurts was better than Wentz last year because he could move around a really bad O-line and get out of trouble. Yeah. Um, the good news is our O-line is healthy now. So I will say if our O-line stays healthy, it's at least a good O-line. It's it's at least above average, I would say. There's very little depth there. There's still no receivers. Hey, Jason Peters isn't there anymore, right? Thank goodness. <laughs> I love Jason Peters, but he should have retired a lot of times. Uh, when we were started the show, I was saying Jason yeah. Peters should have no, retired. I, I remember the first so, meeting we had for the show was the Jason first thing Peters. you said, Jason yeah. Peters. Um, so... Yeah, there's that. The only good receiver is um, the dude we drafted, Devontae Smith. That's his name. Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. So he and he's hurt already. So hopefully he's ready by opening day. Um, Ertz is getting older, but Ertz and Goddard are still good. The rest of the receivers stink. The O line is, like I said, if they can stay healthy, they're average. But I'm not banking on that given who our O line is. And I like Miles Sanders. Hertz is going to be a problem in the long run. And obviously we brought in Gardner Minshew. The only thinking I have with that is it was a low risk move. Oh, a little Washington boy there. Um, and they were like, you know, maybe he ends up being decent. I don't know. He's he, I, I think Gardner Minshew is a little underrated. Um, um I, I think, think he has potential. Maybe, but like, it doesn't make sense in Philly. I don't think. And, and then you look at You're our, certainly not going to get a margin of you, error in Philly. You look at our defense and the front four is good. It's been good for a lot of years. The linebackers are arguably the worst set of linebackers in all of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been for three or four years, and the front office does not care. And we've got Darius Slay and a bunch of unproven names, basically, in our secondary. Jalen Mills is okay if he's still around. Um, but but I was telling someone this earlier. The Eagles thing under Reed, like way back when, when we made all those NFC championships, was one key piece in the secondary, an above-average quarterback, 
and tight ends, and then a decent O-line and D-line. And so you look at it back when, you go Dawkins, McNabb, good O-line, good D-line, decent receivers. And that was a strategy that worked for a lot of years with Reed. Reed basically got canned because he never replaced those guys and we didn't win. Then you bring in Chip Kelly, that was a disaster. Then you bring in Doug, who's basically Andy Reed 2.0. Wentz, Malcolm Jenkins, good O-line, good D-line, Ertz, and a couple decent receivers, right? Same same formula. It worked. We won a Super Bowl, whatever. Okay. We look now, if that's still the same formula, we don't have the quarterback. We still have Goddard long-term. Ertz long-term won't be a solution. He's older, but Goddard's good. Um, Secondary, I don't see anybody outside of Slay. So if we're going to keep Slay, I like it. If we're not, it's not really there, and we badly need to build up that O-line depth. So this draft, I mean, obviously this season, I hope, Hertz is better than I think. I just, I haven't heard anyone say optimistically Hertz is going to be good. Um, So it's the same story with the Eagles. We don't draft well. (laughs) It's Yeah, I I think, you know, and the NFC least as, you know, often referred to, uh, that's their, their shot is that the division is I think always, the, we'll I think talk the about Cowboys the Cowboys, win, but they're right? going to be a lot better this year. Yeah, the Cowboys. I mean, with with Dak healthy and he looked really good at the beginning of last year. I think they have enough. Um, I would agree with you. They have enough to the, win. The Giants. Um, we'll talk the, about them briefly. They they just need to figure out if Daniel. The first and most important thing for the Giants this season is Daniel Jones the guy going forward. Oh yeah, let me or, answer that real not. quick. No, I I agree <laughs> with you. I think it's a no, and. and they have the pieces now around him where you could confidently answer it by the end of this season. So terrible. I, I think they messed like the Eagles. They struggle with this yeah. drafting thing. Um, so <laughs> oh, I wonder why they struggle with this drafting. We don't have enough time for me to talk about yeah, why they struggle let, with drafting. Let's, let's not but... go there. But but yeah, I think the Giants, same thing. They just need to figure, both those teams need to figure out, is their quarterback the guy going forward? And I'm guessing at the end of the season, both teams are going to say no. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, I actually want to jump to Washington next, if you're mm-hmm. cool with that. Yeah. So I, I, oh, last thing about the Giants. I think the Giants this year, um, it's got to be the Saquon Barkley show for them to have any chance. They should be better than Philly. Yeah. It, it, on paper, the Eagles are the worst team in the division by a lot, mm-hmm. I think. I think the Giants are just as a product of their schedule, like a six-win team. Yeah. And the Eagles look like a four-win team to me, maybe five. Um, the, the thing with Washington, though, jumping to them, we all know about Washington's defense. Everyone knows Chase Young is the, the, the key there. They've, they've got the defense. Everyone, I think a little pe- a couple people are a little too high on their defense. I don't know. I keep hearing the top three, top five term getting thrown around. I'm not 100% sold on that personally. Here's the thing with Washington. Last year, they got to play a really bad schedule. They won the division. They play a first place schedule this year. So that means you have to play all those tough teams in the NFC. And with the 17th game this year, the extra game is a crossover into the other conference of mm-hmm. a same place team. So they have another first place team to play. That's going to hurt them. I think they're on paper about the same as Dallas, maybe slightly worse. Um, but look, they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's be honest. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to bring you anywhere. If he'll it, get you a couple, he'll get you he'll a couple. Get, games. He'll get you a couple games. He's probably better than who they had last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, that's not a good situation, and they don't have anyone to replace him. So they're kind of stuck with him. I know some Washington fans like Taylor Heineke from last year. I personally think he was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um. But and they've got they've got Terry McLaurin. They've got. Um, Logan Thomas, a lot of people like now at tight end, and they've got a good O-line. I think they're a good team. And and like I said earlier, I think they'll sneak into the playoffs because they get to play Philly and the Giants. Um, but but yeah, I, I this has to be Dallas's to lose if on the key asterisk here, Dak plays all the games. Yeah. If and and Dak, I know everyone's saying he's not healthy yet. He's starting week one. We all know he's starting week mm-hmm. one. So 
to me, you look at the Cowboys, you go three stud receivers. They yeah. got Gallup, um, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper still. Mm-hmm. Zeke, although he hasn't been as good the last couple of years, we all He's know still is, still, yeah. is still a top 10 running back, let's say at worst, right? Defense, secondary is pretty decent. Linebackers, depends on the day, and a decent D-line. And in my opinion, even though some people are going to disagree with me, a pretty decent head coach. Yeah. Um, I don't see a way Dallas doesn't win the division unless there's an injury to like two of those three receivers, Dak, or maybe Zeke. Even if Zeke gets hurt, though, they can kind of fill in a similar back that I think would be enough to win that division. It just feels like Dallas is due to win that division this year to me. Yep, I, I would completely And agree. we don't get repeats in the NFC, so Washington, I was, I was gonna say the Washington's curse. not going to win. Yeah, I would say, yeah, it's going to go It's going to go Cowboys. And I, I don't think that there's they're going to send two teams into the playoffs, mainly because I think the South is going to get two. It's really between that third team in the West, the the South, and the East. I think I think realistically the wild cards, the West is going to have two of them and the South is going to have the other. Because That's really what it comes down to, right? Is yeah. It's Washington, that third team in the West, or the Saints, Bucks in the yeah. South. So I don't I don't think we have to talk much about the North. I think we can kind of just... I think we we've all agree. Talked, we've touched Green, on the Bears. Green Bay's the team to beat. Yeah. We've touched on the Bears. The, Bears the Lions are going to suck this year. The Lions are horrible, and I think we kind of all agree... If the Bears and Vikings show up, they could sneak their way in. But I don't really think either of us sees yeah. that happening. Plexiglass box cousins. <laughs> did, no. you, did you see that? No. Kirk Cousins said that he, he, he didn't get vaccinated. He said uh, he would be willing to build himself a plexiglass box in the quarterback room. So I'll do anything for the team. It's like, oh, really? How about you get vaccinated? Oh, nope, that's too far. Some some of these quotes from some of these oh teams God, are man. just really too good to be true. This exciting like HIPAA or whatever. Like, I, oh I just it's it's a fun time. So um, yeah. we've only what have we done? The AFC South was yeah, the only we've one we've done. The AFC South. You want to appease Ohio people and just talk about the AFC North? I guess if I have to. Um, well, well, I get to talk about the Ravens. So, Since, oh yeah, um, let's start off with the. I've been very excited for this. So, um, so let's start with the the Ohio teams. The Bengals are gonna finish. I'm gonna go bold here. They're gonna finish third in the division. <laughs> they're gonna finish third. I was gonna say they're gonna win. No, they're gonna finish third. They won't finish last. And the problem is, who's gonna finish last? Yeah, Pittsburgh's gonna finish last. Oh, I thought you would have said okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll get to why in a minute. Yeah. But but the Bengals are gonna be better. Burrow's healthy. They're starting to put pieces around him. So they have one of the best wide receiver cores in the league. I, too. I will say, a, it's a optimistic time to be a Bengals fan. Um, I, I this is not a playoff team. Mm-hmm. It's no way they're not there yet. I don't think they could be a seven or eight win team though. I was about to say that. I think they get eight. I, I think that's totally fair. I don't think it's a great division um i think the browns are really good i i when i say i guess i should be careful with the in ohio when you say (laughs) the browns are really good people start like freaking out um the the browns are like an 11 win team you say the browns are really good three times we're gonna hear knocks on the no for real um but the browns are like 11 and 6 i feel like in in a you know baker's proven he can be i think they make the playoffs again yeah i think they win the division um i i think yeah I, i actually would agree they win the division and uh, this is a one team division. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, though, um, with, with the Browns. People forgot. And you know where I'm going with this because, you know, me. People You're going to OBJ. Have, yeah. People have seemed for I had like he still a, plays for them, right? Yeah. He was injured all last season because Baker threw an interception and he got a season ending injury trying to chase down the guy that made the pick. Right. So 
I, I here's the thing with my problem with Cleveland How fans. How old is he now? Tw- late twenties, right? Twenty-eight. Yeah. Okay, so, so he's still, he's still got it. Yeah, and he looks good. But listen, do I think Odell is going to magically transport no. to twenty fifteen? No, he's not going to be that. But people seem, especially Cleveland fans, have this thing where they've latched on to Baker so hard that they, he's that in all they, these commercials. Yeah, that, that they that they just won't accept when he does something wrong. They just won't accept. And for last year... Never could be Browns fans. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what? They're so objective. No, but like... But, but Baker, you know, coming out there and, and just missing... They weren't on the same page. And I, I really think there were several plays... Sorry. Several games full of plays where, you know, Dell would have open open stuff happening. Is he their number one receiver still? Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah, behind him? Jarvis. Jar- Jarvis behind him. And for some reason, Baker, I mean, Browns fans say Baker plays better when he's not on. I think that's just because Baker puts pressure on himself and just like. It happens. It's yeah. just one off. It's weird. But yeah, I think Odell coming back is huge for them. I They've think. They've got a good running back. Mm-hmm. They have Nick Chubb and. and They've um, got two good running and backs. Kareem so, um, and it's a pretty good defense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually, I would say, a very good defense. Um, I'll jump to what I was talking about with the Steelers, though, because I, I do want to talk about them for a little bit. Yeah. The. Unless you have anything on the Browns that you want to say, uh, no, I, I just think, I just think that you know, OBJ is going to solidify himself back into the at least the top ten receiver conversation. I think everyone would like to see that. Yeah. I mean, so here's my thing with the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers organization has been dysfunctional for several years. Mm-hmm. Lots of off the field antics with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Juju, lots of nonsense. Although the Juju thing was. It, it was funny more yeah, than anything, but I, but people take and, big, and we saw that again with big, Kyrie stepping big, on the the Celtics logo. Yeah, or something. Oh my big, God. big Ben is more fragile than like anyone I've ever seen. He's more fragile than Carson Wentz. Now, yeah. Okay, like you touch Big Ben and he's gonna get hurt. And he doesn't have a deep ball anymore. He's not what he used to yeah. be. He's not mobile. He he doesn't have a huge arm anymore. And and let's be honest. Outside of Claypool, is Juju Juju anymore? And like, is Claypool going to do what Claypool did last year? I don't think so. I don't think, and they don't have James Conner anymore. They have, I guess they, they have they, Devontae Johnson. Well, and they have Najee Harris. Yeah. So, so they do have some potential. I just think this is going to be a year where the Steelers are finally like, okay, this is it. And they've got Dwayne. De- Deontay. They've got Dwayne Haskins behind Big Ben. So if Big Ben does get hurt, we don't really. Similar build. At least. We don't, we don't really know like what that's going to look like. And I don't think their defense is good. I, th- I th- and I think with Ben, the the thing is, people confuse having the arm strength to throw to a certain point of the field with having a good deep ball. Yes, he Dwayne can still, has a big arm too, yeah, but he can't hit receivers. Yeah. Still, technically, people were saying. I think Mina Kynes said that Big Ben doesn't have a deep ball anymore, and somebody took like a preseason thing of like, "How did he throw it that far?" It's like he underthrew the receiver on that route. Like, I'm sure Brett Favre could still throw it that far too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think I don't know if they finish last, but I think was, they're not going to win. It's a little bold. It's a little out on a limb for me. And I think when I say last, it's going to be a good last place team yeah. if they do. Like we're talking like a five or six win team, not a three win team. Um, and part of that will definitely be because of some other bad divisions in the AFC that are like really bad. But that leaves our favorite team last. So I've been waiting for this one. The the Baltimore Ravens. Um. So for those, hang on. For 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 those of you who've never heard Logan talk about the Ravens, pause it. Grab your popcorn. <laughs> grab whatever whatever drink you would like, and just take a seat back and enjoy this. This is the best. So, I don't like Lamar Jackson. I'm putting it out there. 
For anyone, it's the first time you've said his for, name in a for, while. For anyone, I'm, it's probably the last time I'll say it. The, the whole show. So I, I don't like him. He can't throw the ball. He doesn't hit receivers. He actually throws the ball like a running back, which is and all he does is run the ball. He runs it more than he throws it. So obviously, two years, three years ago now, he got the nickname on the show from me, running back. I yeah. call him the running back. They the running they back. have. Two running backs on the field normally. Normally, it's J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson. J.K. Dobbins is out. Now, J.K. Dobbins is out, so they're going to probably use Gus Edwards. Yeah. So, Gus Edwards and Lamar Jackson are their two running backs. They basically run the <laughs> Navy wishbone offense, and they and they run around the field, and they don't throw the ball. And when they do throw the ball, you're so confused that normally the receivers are open. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit of an exaggeration. But the problem with, with Lamar, and I'll keep calling him Lamar for a little bit, um, it, is that in all seriousness... He's proven in big games he can't throw the ball. And yeah. like I think the game against the Browns last season here, especially. Here's the reality. Yeah. The league's figured him out. That's that's kind of the reality of the situation. And the NFL, these coaches aren't dumb. They tend to figure out guys who do things different after a couple years. Look at Chip Kelly in Philly. The first year Chip Kelly did things in Philly, nobody knew what to do. And then by the end of the second year, people were like, okay, get Chip Kelly out of Philly. Like most of these weird things get figured out Mm -hmm. that are not traditional. You know, these these weirder systems, they don't work long term. So Lamar's going to have to, and we've been saying this for two or three years now, develop a passing game where he can accurately hit receivers down the field. Because right now, like literally more than 10 yards down the field, he quite literally cannot hit an open receiver. So, um Look, I don't, I don't like Lamar. I think he could develop that, but he's shown no sign, like two or three years in a row, we've all known this, of developing that and not having Dobbins. I think Gus Edwards is good, mm-hmm. but not having Dobbins, um, you know, they they have good receivers and they have a good defense. But I just think at some point it's going to be like Lamar. If Lamar can't throw the ball, they're not going to win when it matters or even make the playoffs for that matter. I don't think they will this I just don't think second in the NFC North, AFC North is going to be enough this year. But I've been saying the NFC is as good as the NFC is and as deep as the NFC is. The AFC is equally not deep. Um, and so someone has to be that seventh team. Yeah. Um, and that could be Baltimore. That could be, you know, even a Cincinnati or a Pittsburgh if they surprise us. Um, but I just, I don't know with Lamar. I just, every year I watch it, I'm like, he can't throw. I think, you know, ever since that that game in the, in the playoffs where that Mike, Mike Vrabel figured out how to and he, everyone's he just copied he, it since then and he said it like it's not even like he said we have a strategy it was just like guard laterally like make him move laterally and that's yeah people want him to move north south oh no people want him to move side to side I think. oh so, yeah because yeah. so then you just stop him, from, him with the linebackers stop, and stop yeah. him from moving north south you so basically yeah no i'd agree with that i mean the last two divisions you the AFC West. I do want to talk East. about the West a little bit. I want to talk about the West. Okay, so breezing over the AFC East. Um, the only note I have about the AFC East because we've talked about the Patriots Buffalo's going to win by a lot. I, I I think I think they they they'll win. I think I think you Josh don't Allen, like Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen regresses. I think Josh. There's no way Josh, Josh Allen has the Josh, same season that he Josh had. Josh Allen year. for MVP. I I Absolutely. hope so. I really hope so. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll do MVP picks. I don't have him winning. I'm a, I'm like almost the president of the Josh Allen fan club. <laughs> Um, I, I've been saying for a year, he's as good of a runner as Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> he, he gets more yards than him some years and he's a better passer. All jokes aside, he's not as good of a runner as Lamar. I, I'm joking, but he does run the ball quite a bit. He is actually pretty mobile considering everything. Yeah. And honestly, like they've kind of figured something out in Buffalo. I was kind of surprised. I didn't think they had the coaching, but I think there's a legitimate chance though, that just like what you were talking about with Lamar, that, you know, 
It's the we, whole film we, argument. We, you know, we might have see, see people figure out Josh Allen and the difference between the guys who, and this is why they call it like throws the ball. They, 40 they call times it like the game. sophomore slump for some of the guys who start as rookies. The difference between the guys who have that second year slump after the big year and the guys who continue to do well is they adjust, right? Yeah. So Lamar hasn't figured out how to adjust to people figuring him out. Guys like you know, and we'll see this maybe with Herbert this year. Yeah. Will people figure out Herbert? And that's I, that's part of the reason I want to talk about the West a little yeah, bit. But the, the Bills uh, are good. Um, let's say, yeah, let's talk about the yeah. West. Uh, uh, Broncos, I'm not even going to, that's the Broncos only, the only thing I'm going to say about the Broncos is that their name is the Broncos, done. All right. Raiders, uh, I think this might be a make or break team. year for Gruden. Yeah. I, I mean, well, he has, he's under contract for a while. But. He's under contract till I'm dead basically. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he's look, the Raiders got to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. I, they don't have an identity. That's what I like. When I think the Raiders, I'm like, what is like most teams you're like, their identity is, and you name like three or four players. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see that with the Raiders. Like Derek Carr is not an identity to me, and it doesn't feel like he is. And they don't have that. You know, is um I forget their running Jacobs, their running back Josh Jacobs. Is that their identity? Is you know their receiver who I can't? They have a bunch of young receivers too. Um, and you know what is the Raiders' identity? I'm gonna be upfront about what I what I think their identity should be. I think they should play Marcus Mariota. No, I I think Derek Carr's the guy. Their destiny. Play with, no, all jokes aside, I do think that you're right about the Raiders. I think this is a fringe year. I think um, they'll compete as they, they gotta, always They're going to depend on that offense. But yeah. yeah. Um, Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. We know the Chiefs. We know what the Chiefs are. The Chargers talk about are the, the team. Chargers, yeah. This is a fun team. Here's the thing. The Chargers, year in, year out, have a coaching problem. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how else to put it. And, and they have a players underperforming problem. They They inexplicably lose games a lot. Every year they lose a game to a team, and sometimes it's not even close games. They mm-hmm. do they first off, they lose every close game. Yeah. But second of all, they lose like by 20 points to the Jets every year. And beat beating the Chargers by one point in overtime is like a, a given. A, it's a give it's it's a rite of passage at this point so, if you play them. And, and and the problem is they're not gonna beat the Chiefs. And some years they do beat the Chiefs and then they lose to the Jets, the Dolphins, yeah. and the the Broncos. And so th- look, the Chargers have maybe the most exciting, like rookie from last year at quarterback arguably like a lot of people would say herbert is the guy people want to watch this year as a second year player um is he going to be the same that he was at the end of last season i think he will um i think they've got the pieces around him we've talked about for years on when we did shows their receivers are seriously not talked about enough mm-hmm. um keenan allen is is yeah, maybe the most under- underrated about, receiver and we both agree league, on yeah. that and part of that is he's playing in you know, LA now, but, but the, for the chargers yeah, in the shadow of the Rams yeah. in, in the shadow of everything playing for the chargers. And it's a good defense. Like on paper, mm-hmm. that's a really good defense. And, and they drafted, I think they drafted an O lineman this year. They've they're getting, that should, that has to be a playoff team this year. Yeah. And I think it's a new coach. Um, but they've just, they've got to be a playoff team. Yeah, I, I i would agree with that. I think the Chargers have an upside. I think they you know, they just got to get over that hump of like, just the Chargers remind me of the Mariners a lot, oddly, in in that they will have these games that where they just do unexpected stuff against great teams and they, they perform against them, but then they'll have like a weird loss against a team they should beat, but they're the Chargers, so maybe not. So it's, it, it's a very weird image that they have here. And with Justin Herbert, now they have somebody... You know, They've got their guy yeah. for the next decade, right? So yeah. so now it's just how do you build around Herbert? And Keenan Allen's not as young anymore, so they do I mean, need... Keenan Allen's 
31. I think they're due to draft a receiver. Or they, 29. They drafted O-line help this year, which is huge. They need that. Their defense is honestly good, mm-hmm. I, I think. Their corners are very good, I think. Obviously, you've got Joey Bosa. Um, you know, they, they've got pieces. Yep. So I, I really do think this has got to be the year the Chargers at least take that step above we're a playoff team, and then they kind of go from there. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so, okay. We've gone through that. Um. I think we both think the Chiefs are going to win the division, right? Chiefs are definitely going to win that division. Okay. So, I think the AFC divisions are pretty straightforward in terms of, like, who's going to win. I think almost everyone has Bills, Chiefs, um, Browns, and Titans, Titans, right? I think everyone basically has those four. Yeah, the, the wild, wild cards, cards are really the... Uh, who do you have in each championship game? In each championship game? Okay, so for... Let's see. I know who I have. You want to go first then? Yeah, so I've got the Packers against um, I have the Niners. Packers, okay. Niners. I do think the Bucks definitely could make it though. Um, I think this is the Packers year. They're going to make the Super Bowl for me. And then in the AFC, I've got, I, I can't pick against the Chiefs. So I'll go Chiefs and Bills. Um, but I think that game's going to be in Buffalo. And because that game's in Buffalo, I think this might be the year we see kind of two different teams in the Super Bowl. Now, granted, my predictions are notoriously, if you've listened to the show, bad. So if you're a Bills or Packers fan, you might be in trouble now. But I've got the Bills and Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers wins, though. I think this is it. Rodgers wins the Super Bowl, and everyone lives happily ever after in Green Bay. Uh, that I mean, that's... I, that would be cool, too, I think. I hate Aaron Rodgers, so I know you're not a big Rodgers guy, but it yeah. would be it would be a cool for the league thing, I think. And I think, uh, yeah, I I think there's there's a there's a, there's a likelihood that that happens. I think um, it's there's nothing that far out there. Um, I also have I have I have the Rams um, in one side and in the, in the NFC. I just think the Rams are scary. <laughs> the Rams are scary. And then um, I the, the the one that I'm a little bit uh, less, you know, I I was thinking about the Packers maybe, but I think we're gonna have a Saints Rams repeat. That would be the cool. NFC Championship, uh, repeat the game, and maybe storybook storyline. Jameis gets where Drew Brees couldn't, but uh, no, I, obviously the call that we all know and love um, that changed the league for a year uh, maybe won't happen. And then the AFC, I think uh, I, I don't know if I'm that much a believer in the in the Bills. I think the Titans are probably. I think it's going to be Ch- uh, Chiefs Titans again. That was I that's think, where I'm kind of split. Is those three teams feel like. Nothing against the Browns, and I think the Browns could definitely make the AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. But I think most people kind of think those three are just a little bit above the Browns, yeah. and then the Browns are kind of above those wild card teams. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's tough that the NFC feels like a free for all versus the AFC kind of feels like a three or four team race to me, and I think most people agree on that. So yeah, and 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 you know with with who's gonna win the Super Bowl, I think in that matchup of that that I have, I think who do you have? Sorry, I I, I so I have Rams Saints, and then I have Titans Chiefs. Okay. And then I think, as far as who's going to win those matchups, I, I think in, in the NFC, it doesn't matter. I think the AFC team would win okay. both regardless, um, unfortunately. I think NFC this could definitely be a year the AFC looks better. To to avoid, to, to make a pick that's kind of spicy, I'll pick the Titans. I, I think I... It almost feels like people, and both of us did this, are yeah. trying to outsmart ourselves with the Chiefs. Yeah. Like, it feels like one of those... Everyone's oh, like, definitely, they should be the favorites. Right? Like, every everyone, we're all sitting here like, oh, it's really boring to pick Chiefs Bucks again. Yeah. But honestly, is it that crazy if you were to sit here and be like, the Chiefs are going to play the Bucks again, and the Chiefs win? No, like, I, I don't think it's that crazy, so... Um, yeah, I'll pick the Titans just because I want to have a pick that, you know, yeah. this has a little excitement, you know? Um, yeah, okay. Do you want to briefly talk about awards? Wait, so you have the Titans beating, just out of curiosity, who do you got the Rams or the Saints? Oh, the Titans beating the Rams. Yeah, that's why you skipped over it. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to check. <sighs> okay. 
I know who you'll be rooting for if that happens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. The Rams playing basically anyone, you know, who I'm rooting for. It's yeah. the other team. Yeah. But, um, yeah, all right, you want to talk about briefly awards and then? Sure. What awards do we want to do? Uh, let's, ju- let's just do uh, MVP and maybe... You want to do Rookie of the Year and Coach of the Year? Yeah. Okay, on each, I, I think Rookie of the Year is each side of the ball or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it's like or it's AFC, and NFC. I don't we can just do one. Whatever. Um, MVP. See, I have the Packers doing really well this year, but I don't think this is a Rodgers MVP year to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I could totally see Derrick Henry. I could totally I see Mahomes. Henry was in um, I, I don't think the Rams have the guy who's going to get the hype behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, all good. Sure, no, Aaron Donald. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll ever see a defensive player yeah. win the MVP again. Um, I'm going to go out on a l- little bit of a limb here. Um, and I'm actually going to go with a team that I didn't like have doing that that well. Mm-hmm. I think Dak is a... I'm not picking Dak, but I think Dak's a sleeper pick for MVP. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of my out on a limb, I guess. I'm going to take Derrick Henry. I, I think this is kind of the year they're just going to lean on him so much. He's going to literally put up close to 2,000 yards. Um, McCaffrey is also, even if they're bad, mm-hmm. a really safe pick. Um, I think he'll just have the yards, but people tend to not vote for them. So I'm, I'll go Derrick Henry. I, I think this is the first time that we've ever agreed an MVP pick, but yeah, I, I'd also... It feels like this is the year. Yeah, if he builds, yeah, I mean, especially he's still young, too. You know, like, unless it's Mahomes, there's not a quarterback where you're like, yeah. that guy's going to win MVP. Maybe Rodgers gets like a, a you know, a feel-good pick, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Running running backs have a short shelf life, but Derrick Henry's still young, and he, if he continues, if he somehow builds on last year and goes even more, I think, yeah. It's I'm telling good, you, though, keep it on back. If Dak can stay healthy, mm-hmm. I would, I would, agree with that I would too, not actually, be surprised. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's just do let's skip rookie of the year. I mean, this who knows? Let's let's just do a coach of the year, and then yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Uh, this this McCarthy in, in Dallas. Okay, I, I know that's not a popular pick, but I, I think they're gonna do really well this year. And given how bad they've been, that might get them a lot of votes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think you know going through my picks here. Honestly, I think I think it. As far as I'm tempted to just go with Vrabel again, but I pick him every year and he it, never wins. It feels like it, they would have to do really well yeah. this year. Yeah. So I am going to go with, um, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm actually going to go with Belichick. I think if the, you think if they would like I think do if the well. Patriots make the playoffs, I think it, 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 Belichick. Who do you think is likely to go worst to first? Worst. You, I don't know who the worst teams were last year. I know the Eagles, the Falcons, um, I think it was the Cardinals, right? Or was it the Niners? If it was the Niners, was the Niners, well, if it's the Niners, that's an easy pick. Then yeah. I take that back. But if it was the Cardinals, I mean, I think I'd have to check. I don't know why I asked yeah. that. I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I think we're basically out of time. But there is one more thing that I want to ask you about before we close out. Uh oh. Yeah, and you know what it's going to be. Uh, your favorite player of all time in a different sport, Ben Simmons, has declared <sighs> that he doesn't want to be a Philadelphia 76er. Would you like to officially respond to this? Um. So first off, even though I'm an Eagles fan, I'm not a Sixers fan. Let me put that out there. Um, but I'm not a Ben Simmons fan. And Ben Simmons should go play for the Sixers and keep missing his three-pointers and missing his free throws. And once he remembers how to shoot, it's like Lamar throwing the ball. Once he figures out how to shoot, <laughs> then he can go play for a real team like the Warriors. But until then, he has to keep <laughs> suffering in the playoffs with the Sixers. Yeah. I think that's an apt way to close this out. Thank you so much for coming by. I'm sure we'll have you on again. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be back throughout the season. Yeah, well, we can do our midseason awards again uh, 
always glad talking NFL with you, man. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, for sure. And uh, everyone else, uh, thank you for stopping by Nishant's World this week. Uh, safe travels back to Earth. Let's go watch some NFL football this week.